Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. So we're back live on the air. Haven't done an episode in a couple days, but I wanted to get back and uh, just do an episode. So I'm back, ready to attack. So we're going to talk about the Robinhood IPO. Now, the Robinhood IPO to me is kind of, um, it's an interesting game because initial public offerings, in my opinion, kind of hacky, but they're not bad. It basically, of course, most companies do initial public offerings so they can get a series of investors beforehand and after the fact. So usually it's a little overvalued after a while, um, especially when everybody's pumping into the IPO. I think there's going to be a lot of people getting into it at first. And then um, with the Robinhood IPO, here's the problem. There's a lot of people who have resentment towards Robinhood. So, but here's also the solution. I don't think Robinhood's a bad platform. The only reason people think it's a bad platform is because they sell the order flow of the people on there to uh, companies like Citadel and all that. But honestly, it's not a bad thing either. First off, there's no commission fees. Who cares? If your investing strategy is good, it won't matter if a hedge fund knows what you're doing. As long as it's an intelligent strategy, it won't matter. Um, Second, a lot of people... My problem with Robinhood, though, is they do rely on a lot of luck. Um, I should say not luck, but they they make it to where uh, there's a lot of misconceptions in the market, for instance. Uh, They make it to where it seems more like a gambling machine. That's my only beef with Robinhood, but other than that, Robinhood's a solid app. It's I fully support its IPO. It is the reason we have no commission trading today. They were the founding fathers of the no commission trading platform, so we got to owe a little bit of thanks. Um, do they do some shady shit? Yeah, they do, but that's okay. Uh, uh, but truth be told, it is one hell of, I think it's a hell of a company. They've grown enormously. I think they're truly profitable. Um, and look, if a sell-off does happen, then, then then a sell-off happens, you know? it's It's always possible. But if everybody sells off, it could lower the, the um the value of it tremendously which will be a great buying opportunity because i do think it has real intrinsic value uh the company itself is has a brilliant model you know sell the order flow um hold on to the funds for a few days blah 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 you know what i mean and um so yeah i'm I'm pretty excited about the robin hood ipo i think it's pretty neat and i think it's nice to see them turn into a public company I mean, they're already public in the sense that they allow, allow just about anybody to sign up, which is great. They've made investing a lot more encourageable to young people, but um, I think they're also responsible for how pumped up the market is as well. So it's a bit of a double-edged sword, but I'm excited though. Uh, but yeah, I, I plan on buy- I don't think I'm going to buy during the IPO season. I will probably buy after the fact when people sell off like crazy. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. It's an exciting time. 
so my main thoughts, um, you know, as I think about it, and this is a very boring episode. I want to apologize to anybody out there how boring this episode is, but um, I guess the most exciting aspect out of all of this is um, it's just getting my hands on a great company. You know what I mean? I am excited. I, I don't think they're a company that you should short. I think they're actually, like I said, profitable. I think they're becoming less popular, though, the more people understand their, um, what do you call it, their model, their business model. Because, look, most brokerage accounts back in the day, I'll give you an example. TD Ameritrade charged you like a $5 commission fee to buy X amount of shares of a whatever company. Um, that's how the brokers made their money. And I guess you could say it's a little more honest, in a sense. But at the same time, think about all the money you save and all the money you can compound over time by not having to pay a commission fee to the broker every time you wanted to buy even just a single share. There's a huge advantage to this, and Robinhood makes the advantage real. So, I don't know. I... I'm pro Robinhood. I know I know millennials are not pro Robinhood. It's funny. I find it so funny because Robinhood was a very encouraged, one of the most encouraged brokerages out there. Um and then all of a sudden, you know, what the hell happened? Um they did they had one day where they restricted trading on GameStop and that made everybody hate them afterwards. Um, the irony is everybody still uses Robinhood on the on on the Wall Street Bets Reddit forums, right? So it's um I don't know it, it's a there's there's all a company though I'm I'm excited I they were one of the brokerage accounts that got me into investing to begin with, and then I you know I started studying guys like Warren Buffett, you know, intelligent investing. I don't think they encourage. The funny thing about Robinhood is they don't really encourage intelligent investing. That's the, that's the only thing I don't like. Um, I think they encourage you to take too many unnecessary risks in the market. That's a big deal to me. Because um, you don't have to take so many terrible risks to invest. You can be... There's just You could be a buy-and-hold guy. Or you can be... A, well, you know, guy or girl, whatever. Um, you could be a buy... You could buy-and-hold. You can... It's just good to play play it like a real you know buying real estate you know what I mean. <laughs> you buy really good houses, and I always tell everybody this. And 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 sorry for sounding like a broken record for those who have listened to my podcast before or or any of this. Um, it, it's you know treat buying companies the same way you buy real estate. Essentially, that's all. Buy and hold. Take the dividends. Make sure it's a great company. It's like. If you had the opportunity, what would you rather buy? Would you rather buy 20 really shitty houses that need a lot of work done to them that will probably not go up in increased value over time, or would you like to buy a mansion? You know what I mean? And that's why I tell everybody, if you buy a great company, you're buying the mansion. If you buy shitty penny stocks, you're basically buying those fixer-uppers that you may not even know if you can completely fix up, by the way. I've heard some horror stories in the house flipping uh, from house flippers I've known in the past. Um, and it's not always, uh, you know, I'm not trying to gear off, uh, gear off topic too much, but I really wanted to talk about the fact that if you buy and hold really great companies and you take in the dividends, you'll be fine in the long run. Every, everything will be fine. 
Um, I'm not going to make this episode too long, though. I'm going to try to start making more 10 to 15 minute episodes. So I'm really keeping more tabs on the time um, for everybody. Um, just because I want to get my points across a lot faster. I think if I can start learning to get my points across really quickly and really efficiently and concise, um, it would be like, uh, you know, uh, reading like a research paper or something, you know. But it's exciting. And, uh, but um, I'm losing my train of thought for a second. Hold on, I <laughs> drink a little bit of a little bit of body armor. Uh, trust me, I don't get paid for this shit. Body armor, if you're out there, uh, pay me money. <laughs> no, I do like body armor though. It's one of my favorite uh, drinks. Surprisingly, my buddy White Eagle got me into that shit. Never got it. Never knew about it until. I was having a really bad day in the sun, and uh, my boy White Eagle gave me the body armor, and that shit was hydrating as fuck. And uh, it's pretty cool. Um, let's see. I got about five more minutes of the podcast, or at least this ep- this little segment left. So let me try to talk about the rest of the Robinhood IPO with everybody here. Um, I think the advantages of Robinhood going public are this: they um. And I really hope they're honorable a lot of the time because with initial public offerings, you're offering stock out there, right? And people are willing to pay you, right? And and Robinhood's going to make a lot of money off this initial public offering. That's just how it works. Um, and the more people we have buying the shares during the IPO phase, um, I think they, uh, I remember reading the, the prospectus and it said uh, 50 million shares. Unbelievable. Um, but yeah, are they now look, here's the thing is, is Robinhood better than TD Ameritrade? No, but they have more growth potential than TD Ameritrade. They have more growth potential than Charles Schwab. Um, so the, it, it's about, it's all about the growth potential for me and they're already a pretty well-established company. Uh, let's just say they got their shit together and they're probably one of the uh, Vlad, Vlad Tenef and, and the other guys who run the show are really creative dudes and I've always been impressed by their um first off the longevity of this company is pretty impressive. You don't see the you don't see this kind of longevity in in, in startup brokerage uh, uh companies. Uh but I do think they're pretty honorable for the most part. Like like I said I think they teach bad habits to young millennials. Um and I've been spoiled. I've I've read a lot of good literature, you know. I've read a lot of great uh, watched a lot of great videos, had a lot of great mentors, and just kind of understood how to play the market effectively. Um, and, and hence why I do this show is so everything that I've ever accumulated, everything I've ever done, can be taught to everybody out there in the ether. And I don't have to pay for the server space. I mean, this is it's one of the great things I love about YouTube. I'm just going to talk about how much I love YouTube for a second just to end this. YouTube allows me to get this sort of message out here. Um, let's, let's me get my opinions out. Do they ban me on occasion? Yes, they do. And do I get a little angry? Yes. Um, I hope YouTube eventually stops being so sensitive to people's opinions. Um, that's okay. But YouTube as a whole is a great company because they've allowed me to have a platform. Um, I can market myself pretty decently on here using the search algorithm, using the right keywords, um, just being intelligent in how I market myself. Um, and uh yeah i get to basically in a sense be like a be like a teacher you know an educator and it's always been kind of a, a mild dream of mine to educate people 
no matter where the hell they are, and just kind of get them on the right track. Because I remember when I first started out trying to build wealth, it was not an easy process. There was nothing exactly easy about it. I was very confused. I didn't know what I was doing, but that was the best part about it. And I did lose, initially I lost some money, but then it got better. <laughs> you just have to, you just have to learn from people. Learn, first off, learn from your mistakes. That's one thing. But if, and this is another reason why I love YouTube. I found all of the mentors I ever needed, like the best of the best, the creme de la creme on YouTube. And then I found their books. So it started with me finding them on YouTube first. And then I got interested and found out, damn, they wrote some really good books. Let's try to find these books out in the ether. I uh, found the books, started learning, and um, never looked back. Um, but yeah, I just want to one thing I want to encourage you guys is to, if you don't like to read, that's okay. And if, if you have trouble reading, if you have like dyslexia or anything, that's totally fine too. Um, watch a lot of videos. There's a lot of great interviews. There's a lot of great um, shows out there on how to, you know, invest and find find out how the best strategies that work and it's a lot of people willing to share their their insight i think more than people realize and for free believe it or not and you want to find the people who do it for free because a lot of those big name people they've made it because their strategies worked if there's anybody trying to sell you a course or sell you stuff it's pro they're probably scheming you out they're probably a snake oil salesman but if you you know, try to go with the most successful teachers you can and model what they do um, and just kind of understand them. Get to the, you know, get to the core of what they do. Um, but yeah, I have faith in a lot of you guys. I think that if, you, if you're willing to, if you're willing to seek out the information you desire and educate yourself and, and, and make, make your own risk assessments in life, then you're good. I also encourage you to, to not give up if you make a mistake. It's very common in our society to say, if you fail tons of times, you better stop. You know what I mean? Um, my greatest mentor sucked just as hard as I did at everything they did um, initially. And they failed time and time again. They sucked. Let's face it, they sucked. They even admit it. And I, I have uh, the utmost respect for every mentor I've ever come across because they were willing to be humble enough to admit they sucked at one point. And to even admit that sometimes they still do so <laughs> even if it's a lot of the time but um so yeah find find mentors who are just honest i think that's the best thing in the world is just to find the honest mentor who's willing to look like shit in front of you but is also willing to teach you good stuff so anyway thank you guys for taking the time to view this uh, particular video slash podcast i will upload this to my anchor dot fm1 if you ever want to by the way anchor.fm crowd when you do listen to this if you ever want to catch the episodes live or you want to catch them ahead of time just check out my youtube channel it's just simply under uh, michael garza uh, feel free to check it out and uh but yeah if you don't want to see because as they say video killed the radio star um if you don't want to see my creepy mug then just listen to the podcast <laughs> anyway thank you guys um just uh, have fun and uh Stay safe and stay sexy. I'll upload this later when it allows me to download it. It's really weird. YouTube, like, you have to wait, like, a day to download whatever videos you've done. It's strange. But anyway, thank you guys, and 